0: Today on Leftovers, we're talking about Hunter Hunter, the movie so nice they named it twice. Welcome to Horridors, where we serve up bite-sized portions of terror. Today we are doing a mini episode, lovingly referred to as a leftover episode. My name is Cal and I will be doing a solo venture today. We are talking about Hunter Hunter, the 2020 movie directed and written by Sean Linden. And I'll say right off the bat, this is a perfectly good movie. The story follows a family of fur trappers who live deep in the Canadian wilderness and are trying to make a living for themselves. And are possibly being stalked by a killer wolf. I'll just get right into it. So we start with a family of Joseph in the credits listed as Merceau. His wife Anne and their daughter Renee. Joseph has shown Renee the ropes somewhat of how to live in the woods completely on their own. It seems that they have no technology whatsoever besides a pair of walkie-talkies. And they have managed to create their living completely off the grid. Um, Right off the bat, this had some weird implications for me. The fact that Renee didn't really seem to know a whole lot about how to fend for herself, despite apparently living her entire life in the woods. And then it comes back later on that Anne has even less survival instincts. However, is apparently being in the woods for possibly... Decades since she was with Joseph before they had kids. And now that they have Renee, who is, I'm going to guess, around 13 to 15. I suck at ages, but I really don't see how you could spend this much time in the woods and not even know how to skin a deer, let alone set traps or do anything else. Joseph shows his concern that there is a wolf in the area who he has had previous run-ins with and who has been hunting a lot of the game that they require to not only sustain themselves, but also to sell pelts for and thus create their living. Here is where we start a trend in the movie of bringing up plot points and then not really having them pay off in a meaningful way. I'm not really one to advocate for any kind of flashbacks, but at this instance we have this knowledge that the... Wolf has been screwing them over for at least like one season or a couple seasons ago. We're not really sure what the timeline is. We don't even really know what time period this movie is set in. But anyways, Joseph is very concerned about the wolf. And as is Anne, uh, she is more concerned that the wolf is going to start hunting them. Whereas Joseph seems to be more concerned that the wolf is going to be affecting their livelihood and their capacity to stay in the woods. We end up having some fairly interesting scenes between Joseph and Anne in which they argue if they should be staying in the woods or if it may be time for them to uh, move on out and rejoin society, at least for the winter, because at the moment they don't have enough food, they don't have any money, and it looks like they could be falling on some very dangerous and hard times. Joseph then heads out on his own, and the movie seems to make you want to believe that either Renee or Anne or both are about to be attacked by this wolf or somehow this wolf would know that they're alone and that there's a lot of tension building up to see if uh, the wolf is really the big bad wolf of this movie Um, it's really set up to be the antagonist and then all of a sudden curveball we find a bunch of dead bodies in the woods clearly not done by a wolf Um, this is one of the stranger choices of this movie in which joseph not having any connection to these bodies whatsoever and still knowing that the wolf is out there has decided to make camp and set traps around These bodies that he's found in order to hunt the hunter. Which I'm assuming is where the title has come from. However, we don't really get any indication. This movie does a lot of showing, not telling. uh, Which is not a bad thing. However, his motivations are fairly confusing. I don't understand at this point why he wouldn't involve the police, except for the fact that later on we find out that his land, uh, might not be actually legally his and could be in a federal area. Thus, if, uh, the park rangers get involved, it would open up a federal case and him and his family could be removed from their property. So I understand that reasoning. However, the fact that there is multiple murders, um, and he has a young daughter at home within walking distance of where there's clearly some sort of serial killer. The the fact that he doesn't try and get any authorities involved, um, is a little baffling and a bit frustrating. Once he's made the choice to go after this killer, that's pretty much the last we see of Joseph until very late into the movie. Uh, he disappears. He's no longer answering his radio and it's up to Anne and Renee to start learning how to fend for themselves completely. Uh, it's at this point that we learn that Anne doesn't know how to skin a deer, doesn't really know how to do anything except for prepare meals. um, she is still convinced that the wolf is the main antagonist so much so that she drives into town to speak to the park rangers. And it's at this point, we learn that where she lives might not be a legal thing. And essentially the park rangers can't help them because their location is out of their, out of the park rangers jurisdiction and they would have to bring in the feds, uh, to assist with this wolf. Um, but they really don't see the danger, um, as they say, it's just a wolf being a wolf. Later on, we find, I believe it's some droppings from the wolf and that there is a ring inside of them. So the wolf has clearly at some point found some of the bodies left behind by the serial killer, probably ate some of the body and thus was able to swallow and pass a ring, which indicates that To the park rangers that they should probably be investigating a little bit more than just dismissing this poor woman who's living in the middle of the woods by herself. By this point, the dog that they had is missing and Anne finds the dog dead in the woods, I believe killed by the wolf, and to spare Renee the realization that her dog is dead, Anne buries the dog and covers up his death. Then later on, after several days of Joseph still being missing in the middle of a storm, Renee believes that she hears the dog crying and Anne goes out to investigate, knowing that that's impossible because she already buried the dog. And instead, she finds Lou, who claims to be just a bumbling photographer who got lost and gives this whole story on how he became injured and is now stuck in the woods, although to us with the beauty of dramatic irony, we all understand that he's most likely the serial killer that Joseph has been going after. Um, one of the most frustrating things I think about this movie is that we later learn that Lou has killed Joseph. Um, it looks like potentially a gunshot to the head. Wasn't totally sure, but, uh, we never get to see the showdown between the two and having liked Joseph and wanting to see him in action. um, the fact that he is killed off screen and we don't even know that this has happened until much later into the film um, worked from a storytelling point of view, but it was a little disappointing because I would have liked to see that showdown at some point. And pulls Lou into the cabin, sews him up, gives him some medicine, and then they decide they're going to try and make a break for it to the road so that they can get their vehicle and get Lou the medical attention that he needs. However, he complains and says that his pain is too great for them to pull him in the sled. But like, come on, dude, you were going to die in the woods. I feel like they should have knocked him out and just dragged him anyways. However, they decide to stay, and that unfortunately proves to be a fatal mistake. And goes out looking for some help. And it's at this point, while using the radio, she manages to locate Joseph's body and sees that he has been killed. Uh, She takes his gun and rushes back to the house, having put together that Lou is most likely the killer. Um, And clearly, she's fearful for Renee. This was one of the better moments of the movie, I thought, just because get the full sense of what's going on without really any dialogue or any explicit exposition dumps, which I appreciated. They really trust the audience to know what's going on. And also like the story's not overly complicated. So it works out and rushes back into the cabinet, but unfortunately is quickly subdued by Lou who apparently is feeling much better. And Renee watches helplessly as and is knocked unconscious, possibly choked out. And then we don't see the aftermath of that fight until later. Meanwhile, the two park rangers suddenly become much more interesting in the story. Greg heads out on a hunch, and he had already previously found a vehicle on the side of the road, was waiting to run the plates for it, However, he decides he's going to go back out and do a little bit of searching around. And it's at this point that he finds the bodies that have been strewn around most likely Lou's campsite. Um, As he goes to investigate, he unfortunately steps into a bear trap. And then as he's scrambling around trying to figure out a way to get out of it, he lands his arm in a second bear trap this point i'm not sure if the bear traps were set by lou or joseph i assume it's joseph who was trying to catch lou on his way back because why would joseph assume there'd be another person wandering through the woods and why would lou expect anyone to be there in the first place we then get a fairly heart-wrenching scene when lucy comes in the next morning realizes that greg never made it back goes out looking for him, does eventually find him by, she calls his name, honks a horn. He manages to pull his gun out and fire it into the air, indicating where he is. She runs up to him. He tells her to pass on his final wishes to his wife and she rushes to go get help, um, which includes a lot of backup. So good job, Lucy. Unfortunate for Greg. He doesn't survive and is dead by the time that she makes it back with the backup so at this point we have two things happening simultaneously the police have found the kill site they then find joseph and a blood trail leading back to the cabin which has a large smoke cloud billowing out of it because lou appears to be burning all of the family's belonging and then wakes up with Lou interrogating her, trying to find her car keys so that he can leave. And it appears, though, he's about to sexually assault her or torture her. We're not really sure when she manages to grab some sort of smaller trap and stab him in the face with it, which was great. Um, I was kind of hoping, hoping the trap would stick to his face so he would have a sick twisted Bane look that he would be going after her with. Um, unfortunately that doesn't happen. He just seems to be incapacitated. Um, and then, and goes looking for Renee and apparently finds her body. We don't see what had happened to Renee, but again, the movie trusts the audience enough to understand she was killed. It was most likely horrendous and it saves us from having to see that. As the police are zeroing in on the cabin, Anne has now tied Lou up and is using the skills that she learned from Renee on how to skin a deer and applying those to Lou. We assume that uh, he has been skinned completely and that he's had his stomach ripped out because that's been mentioned twice in the movie. We don't see a whole lot, but it was enough of a dark visual that I'm assuming this was kind of the point of the movie. And then they worked backwards to create a story around it. One fun addition that I really appreciated was that for some reason, Lou is found with a giant Walkman. That's probably three times bigger than any Walkman that I've ever used. So I'm assuming it's an older model. So again, no idea what time this movie takes place. It could be anywhere from 1980 to present we're not really sure and in the end it really doesn't matter because these characters are hunters and this is where they've chosen to stay but and uses the Walkman to I'm assuming drown out the screams of Lou as she commits various atrocities dices him up and skins him alive finishing just as the police arrive she Walks out at gunpoint, not seeming to have too many cares in the world. Sits on the stoop. Pauses the Walkman that has been blasting music this entire time. And the movie ends with that silence. Again, this is not a movie that likes to hold your hand or overly explain itself. It presents what happened with no real backstories, no explanations. And just trusts its viewer to go along. I think we all kind of get it. It's pretty straightforward. Um, I would have liked a little bit more tension. There are some, a few scenes with the wolf that seem like they could be, you know, building up some sort of tension and terror. It doesn't quite achieve that. And then the transition from Lou being helpless to a mindless psychopath is instantaneous. We don't see any kind of transition. We don't see him stalking at all. His fight with Anne lasts about five seconds before she's incapacitated. And then we don't see any of the atrocities that he's committed to other people. All in all, it's a good movie, but it feels a little bit gutless. If you're used to these kinds of extreme violence movies and revenge type movies, it doesn't really come across as that. However, it does seem like a short that was made into a longer movie which could have been flushed out a little bit better. I did quite appreciate the cinematography. The, it was very quiet throughout most of the movie. It's filmed, I believe, in Manitoba. And we get a great variety of forest at day, forest at night, cabin. Those are basically our only locations besides in the Park Ranger's office. I would have liked to see a little bit more of Lou, some explanation as to you know, is there a reason he's a serial killer? Does he have a type? You know, what what is his ammo kind of thing? Does he have a campsite out there? Or is it just that random fire pit that is his kill site? Um, a little bit more into the mind of him. However, I do appreciate that we just kind of stand back as observers, as viewers of this film, instead of being in the heads of one particular character or being omniscient and all knowing, we don't really know what anyone's motivations are and we just kind of have to sit back and watch. So in that regard, this movie kind of plays out like a theater production. All in all, it does nothing new, but it is an enjoyable watch. If you're okay with the slow burn without a big gory finale, although there is a little bit of gore, um, if you do not like animal violence, I would stay away from this movie because there is a lot of skinning of animals. They kill a baby deer at one point, and the dog does die. So I know that's a deal breaker for some people. If you can stomach that, then I would say this movie is a decent time. Overall, I give it about a three out of five. For pairings of this movie, I would stick with more survivalistic, forest based movies. Um, Ones that come to mind would be Backcountry. Also stuff like Caliber on Netflix, I think would pair very well with this. And then if you want to go into a bit more of a horror territory, cannot recommend Ritual enough. One of my favorite movies that has been available on Netflix. And that will do it for these orders leftovers. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.